Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here recording, yes, once again live from Media Row here in Denver, Colorado at Pax 8 Beyond 2023. Folks, we have a surprise visit to the booth here. I have with me <laughs> co-founder Ryan Walsh of Pax 8 joining me in the booth here. Ryan, how are you? Marv, I am... Um, I'm not sure it's been so surreal here, um, thinking about the basement days of Pax 8 and showing up in an event like this. I never thought that it would be like this, actually. Well, why don't we start from, we'll go, we'll start here and then go back. Yeah, that sounds great. Because I think from a perspective of this is obviously the inaugural first user conference, one that you've done this size. Uh, What are your impressions so far? Well, my gauge, you know, uh, being with Pax 8 from the beginning and a spokesperson in the early days up on stage with Nick, you know, sort of telling everybody about PAX 8, PAX 8, who, what are you, to walk the floor here. Like when we would present, somebody would say, well, how did you think you did? And I'm like, I don't know. You're going to have to ask the audience. And so my answer to your question about that is gauged by what partners told me and vendors told me when I was out on the floor and out on the, right. you know, in the event. And they're just like this here's what I heard. I can't believe this is your inaugural. I literally had partners break into a conversation and say to me, you know, I've been to 11 inaugurals and this is the best that, that we've ever seen. At least they reserve room for judgment. So like day one, right. <laughs> that was last night. Um, but I think, um, you know, to me, it's been, uh, there's an electricity that I, um, I think it comes just because it's ours. Yeah. You know, it's in our backyard. Yeah. We're headquartered in Denver. Um, but beyond that, I think that, you know, a lot of the hard work and sweat um, drove that um, excitement. Yeah. And I think the other thing, Marv, is a lot of partners, I, for me personally, where that excitement comes is there's some partners that have been with us before we, anybody knew us. I mean, early, early. And those partners, like, stayed with us, gave us a chance. And they're the ones coming up saying, this is great. This is phenomenal. I'm happy for you. And I'm like, happy for me. It's happy for us. This is good for us. This, we, we were on a mission to do this, and, and this is the culmination of that. And, and, you know, I think the conference is appropriately titled Beyond because, like, from a startup guy perspective, sometimes you do have to pause and say, wow, soak this in, look at this, because we just put our head down and, like, keep climbing. What, what do we got to do next? Right. And that's kind of how our mindset was in the very beginning. So from your perspective, now I've asked, you know, I'm friends with Rob. Yes. And, you know, and I, and I, which kid. was awesome, by the way, that he joined this family. It was like, it's time, let's go. Well, I was going to say, you know, at first it seemed like Rob was a big get you Huge. Know, for you guys, but you guys have had a lot of big gets. You know, Scott Chasen, uh, Carolyn, you know, goals. I mean, yeah. you've had some big gets in the last yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's that been like? Because I'm assuming that in itself has been a journey. It is. And, you know, the thing that uh, I'm really, um, I'm proud of that because the thing that I think drives that is you're driving something or you're creating something, you're a culture, a feeling, a vibe that people want to be a part of. And the thing that's important to me, someone in the basement, is in the very early days for me personally, and I think, I think most people at PAX 8, it, you felt like it was a calling. Like, I, I need to do this. I feel compelled to be a part of this. And, you know, that's organically grown through culture and I think our partner community. So it's not one thing, but if you can create it, I, I feel like it's magic. To me, I'm a um, huge basketball fan. And my dad was a basketball coach. And, you know, he would describe that as chemistry. You know, you had a collection of players on the court that just sort of, they just had it. You know, no-look passes, 
Um, just I know where you are in the court. I know what play to run just because we've worked and we've um, sweated so long together. And I feel like some of that magic is driving a chemistry that I don't want to lose. And so when you can add all these incredible names to, to this and then they come back and say, I'm really glad I did this. I feel like, you know, it, while it's fragile and precious, don't lose it because this feels really good. Funny you should mention that. So I played basketball most of my life. I retired just a few years ago because I'm old. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. Two to torn go. Achilles attendance um, for me. <laughs> but being able to relate a lot of what we do in life to a basketball team. Yes. And, you know, understanding that, listen, we all got to work together. Yeah. And sometimes you don't like each other, but you know what you got to do to get it done. Yeah. And then having that chemistry that when it is on and when it is clicking <laughs> – you know, the team that doesn't appear to have the most talent can rise up and do big well, things. Well, you, you see that. I think you see that with Miami caught a flow. Oh, yeah. And, and they pushed that flow past the Celtics when you thought there's no way. You know, Celtics were strong, deep bench, and all of a sudden that flow continued there. The other thing I appreciate about what you're saying with that analogy is that a basketball team like, like an organization like Pax 8 is – we're not all doing the same thing. We don't, some teams have five guards, but everyone has a role. And, and when those roles are played well, then you can optimize a result as a unit. For me, like when I was getting started in my career, it's like, well, I could be a lone wolf and, you know, feel confident in my skills, but so much better if you were part of a team. And that's why I think it's a perfect analogy. And I, and I feel it here. I, I I do. Well, that was kind of where I was going to go with having you. You guys are bringing in so many more pieces. Yeah. And as, you know, a co-founder. Yes. Uh, from the days of, you know, it was you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was you. Um, you, I, I get the sense that you as, you know, maybe as a father, when you, you have to start letting go of some things yeah. and doing that. So bringing in somebody like a Rob Ray and stuff, I mean, to me there's a little bit of ease in letting Rob take over some stuff, but 100%. With everything else that's happening, I mean, the marketplace changes and all of that stuff. How does it feel now that, you know, from the basement to here, how do you, you know, stay engaged, but be able to let some of that stuff go? Uh, you know, I think that's a, that is a very insightful question for me when I think about it, because, you know, one area of the business that has been near and dear to me, um, I started my career as a system integrator um, at Deloitte, and then we broke off and, and, and started a small firm. And then I moved over to the vendor side, born in the cloud with MX Logic, Scott and John. You know, Pax 8 was kind of a, a completion of my channel story. But for and with Pax 8, I've signed every vendor on the line card. And so that dimension, that stakeholder, has been really near and dear to me like a, like a family member. Because in the early days, we didn't have a lot of vendors. So we we selectively chose people who were willing to take a chance on us. Right. Um, and, you know, that's true for partners, too. And uh, and so now when I think about this, broadening, you know, a broader team, making sure what I care about now, Marv, is create a legacy, you know, create something that lives beyond our own talents. You know, so it, it is tough for me to give up some things, you know, like normally most of these main stage events, it's me and Nick out there. You know, me is a you know, the older, less good looking guy <laughs> and Nick, the beautiful, big striking guy. And, you know, to, to see him up on stage doing what he's doing was just amazing. Then to see Scott come in and add a dimension that we've, you know, never had before that makes me proud. And I think ultimately shifts my own goal to let's create something that 
lives beyond our years and that we can be proud of, you know, even when, you know, we've, we've hung up our shoes. All right. So now let's make that shift to the days of the basement. Oh, geez. In terms of the vision back then as to where you are now, what similarities do you see and what differences do you see? The, the, the driver, the passion, the vision is the same thing that fueled us the whole way. When we started this, we saw a problem and it specifically saw a problem in this union between a vendor and a partner. And where, where we got that was, my, for me personally, um, I worked at MX Logic and dealt with partners and also did integrations and was a part of that integration with Ingram. Through that interaction, you realize what was broken. You're like, this doesn't seem to work. It works for when I'm shipping something in a truck, but it doesn't work when you just turn something on. And we got a lot of examples of that. But the, you know, to answer your question, the vision, which was, we have to change the way cloud products are bought, sold, and managed in the channel, right? They, the, our partners need something more than, than, than at that time distribution was giving it. We didn't want to call ourselves distribution. And in fact, we're not calling ourselves distribution. Nick's story was spot on. It's like we tried to – I have a shirt. I should have brought it. It has cloud commerce marketplace on it. I think we created it in 2015. We went out to shows, and they're like, you're what? And we just, all right, we don't care what you call us. Right. It was true what he said. As it, long as you call us. It, it, as long as you call us. But the thing that drove us that unites then and now is this vision about who we were serving. And at that time, and I'm, it's personal to me, we were channel focused. But I signed every vendor. And I know what they were saying when they were coming in. They were like, you know, I gave up on distribution. I don't want to go that way. And then I, they would talk to me. And then they'd say, well, you know, we hear your partners are saying you're different. Right. You're doing something different over there. And so to pull, that, um, to pull that stakeholder into this vision now supports what we were trying to do. Because if you're going to buy, sell, and manage, there's multiple players in that ecosystem. There's a partner, there's a vendor, and there's a customer. And so to really pursue that in a way that keeps pushing the curve just feels good. And it feels very consistent. That is the thread all the way through. I will tell you, though, the production of this event compared to what we did in the early days. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of my story on main stage. But the way we used to do it is, you know, Nick and I would be up on main stage and, and you know, we'd show videos. We were excited about what we we're doing. But before we got up there, we put the booth together with, the, you know, screwdrivers and, 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 you know, duct tape because a part of the booth didn't ship. And then we put on these flight suits and go out and try and encourage people to come into our booth because we wanted to talk to them. Yep. And those that we were competing with were sitting behind their, um, their tables and they were, they were looking at their cell phones. We were actively saying, come on in here. Let me tell you what we're I doing. Remember, you remember, I remember that? those days? I was like, really? Flight suit? <laughs> I want to tell you one thing. It was hot as hell in those flight suits. It was like, what do we do? And we're like, no, we got to do this. We got to do this. Another cool thing about that journey that I just, I really is special. I don't know how to capture this is the number of partners that took a chance on us. I mean, we didn't have a lot of products. And they're like, you know what? I'm sending my, I'm going to take my business to you. Cause I like, you guys seem like you care about what right. we're doing. And that was a big thread that we're like, thank you so much. And we hope we earn that trust. And that was real. I mean, that was all we had. We didn't, we didn't have the resources to put on a show like this. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's the glue. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, as part of my personal disclosure, I've been a Pax 8 partner since 2016. Haven't really done much. 
Yeah. Because I was one of those looking from afar going, hmm, I'll wait and see. Yeah. And why am I going to shift this to you? Am I getting any better margin? Am I getting... And it was kind of like, well, we'll see. But the excitement now, I mean, I, I've, it's kind of been growing. Yeah. And I've, you know, done some stuff. But now it's like, okay, I need to be on this train. I don't know where yeah. it's going, but it's going somewhere good. Well, you know, I really appreciate you being candid about that because a lot we hear a lot of partners are in that space. They'll meet us, they'll sign up, and they'll say, you know, I'll see. Uh, I'm figuring it out. Give okay. me space and give me time. And, and I respect that. Because, you know, we want to earn it. We want to earn it for the right way. You know, if somebody came and said, hey, look, I just want to buy it a penny cheaper. Look, you know, the loyalty between us and the commitment to our model, you, you probably should stay where you yeah, are. It's worth that penny. Because you'll, <laughs> you'll leave. For, I mean, like, we're trying to, we're trying to really um, define that value proposition by, you know, you just take a look at our commitment to education and enablement. You know, Rex Frank, David Powell, all these people that have been in, there, uh, in the, in the um, community uh, Matt Lee, here's how we do it, and here's how we can help you. I always wanted to be about that, not not just you know like, you know Silicon Valley didn't didn't like the model because it had humans, right? You know, not everybody. Obviously, broad brush, but yeah, how do you how do you humanize a KPI? No, what it was, you know, if you were just a pure tech company, right? And, and you know, now Scott's bringing a product vision to the to the to the stage, but you really, you know, you need somebody that's going to be there with you. Be, be by your side. We think that was the future, not a personless uh, marketplace where you bought stuff and you couldn't get a hold of somebody. Never thought that was a part of our future. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I appreciate what you're saying there. And I, 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 we want that to be the case. Like, where's this thing going? And, you know, disintermediation was a part of this conversation from the very beginning. You know, customers are going to go direct to, you know, a vendor and buy something. But you look at the complexity and how do you win in the future – Listening to what Scott was talking about with data-driven decision-making, it's like, that's the future because it's getting complex. And if you're a customer and you went to that vendor website and bought something, it's like, oh, uh, it's got to be backed up. It's got to be secured. It's got to be connected in with everything right. else. And when I add a user, I add them to that product too. And, oh, by the way, you know, if I, they leave, I've got to take them out. That's going to run through our partners. Yep, and it's got to flow in the right direction both ways and, and work. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I appreciate that. Well, wow, this was unexpected, but I'm very happy. I'm honored I'm to be very... on your show. I was like, yeah, Marv, what are you doing, man? This is awesome. I'd love <laughs> I just, to talk to you. Just threw some tables together, threw a banner out. I love it. And right in the mix, right out here on the floor. I just love what you're doing. Uh, so very nice to have you here. I appreciate you taking the time. Again, and I'm not just saying this. I've said this to you. When you go talk to Nick and others, you'll, yeah. this has been a pretty exciting conference. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that because um, that just means it, it means the world for us. That's this is how we're we're growing yep. together. All right, so you heard it there, co-founder Ryan Walsh here, uh, taking a bit of time out from Pax Eight Beyond. 2023. There is going to be a 2024. So <laughs> hopefully you guys will have me back, and uh, I'll have a bigger stack with you guys by then. Love to hear it. All right, thanks a lot, and uh, folks, we'll be back with another episode or interview or something soon. We'll see you then. Holla. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with a impromptu live session here at Pax 8 Beyond. And somebody that is in the area, and I was able to convince to drop by and say hello. Mike Wise from Clockwork Networks is in the house. Mike, how are you? 
Doing good. Hey, it was really convenient of you guys to come to my hometown. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if it was that convenient, why didn't you come to the sessions here? And, uh... I know, I know, right? <laughs> but it was kind of cool to, to crash the party anyway. Yeah, uh, so I got Mike to come over here. We had a little breakfast, and now as we're getting ready to... Day two has already started, but um, you're my first interview of the day here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wore my nice shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, luckily this is not on, on air today. Okay, so, okay. I see how that goes. But uh, just real quick, Mike, uh, for people that you know, haven't seen you since uh, TechCon, uh, how are things going? How's the business? You know, it's been, it's been stable. Uh, bless my clients' hearts every day. Um, the business has not been growing that much, but you know what? My clients have been. So really? I, 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 you know what? I take that as a pat on the back. That something something right's happening. So when they grow, I grow. You know what? That's a that's a good way to grow because you're you know adding seats. Uh, are you adding uh, stack products to the clients as well? Like are you adding on VoIP? Or are you adding on you know cybersecurity? What's what's the deal there? Yeah, yeah. So every, what I do is I uh, I raise my rates five uh, percent every year. I've been doing that for the past three four years, and in exchange, um, I'll add something to my stack to benefit my clients. Um, so so my business is. Is, is kind of a, I, I won't say it's an all-you-can-eat kind of thing, but uh, the services that I include, uh, they just grow and grow, and I don't necessarily have a conversation with my clients. I just add more and more value uh, as, as I uh, increase my rates marginally every year. So the, the most, one, one, Marv, you and I were talking about Domotes earlier. Uh, uh, that's one of the more recent additions I've made to, to all my client locations. Well, very nice, very nice. Now, is that like in the last year, and are you just simply adding it and not telling them? And then when something gets down and you can call them and say, hey, I've noticed this is down, what's up? Uh, are they surprised? Um, so, yeah, I kind of do that. I kind of add it and don't tell them. But, you know, it's, it's what does happen, uh, like two years ago, um, like I added ThreatLocker, and there was an incident where ThreatLocker saved my bacon. And I, you know, when something happened, I, of course, then I go, have the conversation with my clients about, hey, this is this, this is how the day was saved, and and I'll say, oh, yeah, every year I add something, and threat locker is something that I added recently, and so um, that's, uh, for better or for worse, that's just kind of the way I've been doing it. Well, that's interesting. So we're going to get into a mini tech talk conversation <laughs> here. So you're obviously raising your prices, as you said. Now, are you describing to them your stack in any way, or do you say, hey, for this amount of money? This is what you're paying, and you're getting this list of services. Do they know that you know that's happening, or is it when something happens that you can say, "Oh yeah, by the way, I added this you know two months ago, and because of that, I was just able to save you from this." How if, does that work? Yeah, if I can take credit for that, I will. Um, but uh, my clients like the fact that someone, the Clockwork Networks, cares, um, and I do. And um, they are their clients, and they're happy clients because they want uh, IT support for someone that's paying attention and cares. And and it's my opinion that they're not terribly interested in how the sausage is made. <laughs> we, we just got to walk by Paco LeBron. Paco LeBron, fly by. Um, so so no, I don't go into the details of how the sausage is made or, or necessarily what I'm adding. But um, but again, when uh, I'll say as a when a when I have a prospect, which seems to be rare, 
um, you know, I go over all, all, of, all of the offerings. And uh, periodically, if I feel I've been out of touch with a client, uh, and I feel that way, yes, I will... Uh, I'll... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, make printouts of, of all my services, give them kind of a state of the union, what's been happening, and then they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's great. You know, if I can, even something as simple as my RMM showing what, uh, how all the patches and updates have been uh, recorded or are logged so I can show them, look, each of your computers, this is what has been uh, updated this past year, this kind of thing. Uh, but of course, there's many different categories of that. So if I feel like I have an opportunity as a prospect to show off what I do, that's when I do it. Or if there's a, a client that I feel that's been a little bit out of touch with for a little bit, then, I, uh, then I'll uh, make an appointment with them to, to, to give them a state of the union. Okay. So I ask because I've kind of changed a little bit myself where I've got a base price for the endpoint that, you know, I charge them for that and then I charge them per user. And the base, you know, endpoint cost will be a bunch of stuff. And I don't always say everything that's in there. Yeah. And one example was I had a client that they were going through a transition and wanted to know, hey, by the way, we'd like to make sure that these computers are backed up. And I was able to say, well, all of your key workstations are already being backed up as part of my RMM. Yeah. You know, at least for the documents and management because it was all part of the, the cost. So, you know, for their 15 or $20 per endpoint, that was included. They didn't know that. Right, 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 right. And, you know, I can tell them, look, for these other stations that you want, yeah, we can do that. No additional charge. It's all included. And they're like, great. Yeah. Love it. There's something also cool when, when, a, when a client that doesn't necessarily know, they're like, hey, do you, you back up our server, right? I mean, it's like, of course I do. But I don't say that. They're like, when was the last backup? And I'll say, an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like instantly, you know, I feel like we just high-fived or something. It's like, oh, this is, that's exactly what they wanted to hear. Yep. To, to restore something. Yeah, that is great. Um, all right. So, you know, since you were thanking us for coming to your city to see you... <laughs> I guess I'm going to say you could have actually prepared better weather for us. I know. This weather <laughs> is unprecedented. I, I, I got to say, at home, I can be lazy about you know, pushing the lawnmower around. This, this weather has not made that easy. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Mike, uh, you just popped in to say hello, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. And we're actually trying to find a couple of people to come down and say hello to you. So... Uh, I'd like to make sure we get that to happen. But, of course, I wanted to get you on here, say hello. The community knows you and likes you, respects you, and well, just thought I'd like to hear how things were going. So, Mike, thanks for hanging out. All right. Thanks for the kind words, Marvin. All right, folks, we'll be back with more from Pax 8 Beyond in just a bit. And until then, holla. <laughs>